Hi, we ended up talking for so long with our my awesome friend Amy, and now Kelly's awesome friend Amy, that we're deciding to make this into two parts. So this is the second half of our holiday traditions, and from all of us at Balancing Chaos, <laughs> we hope that you have a super happy new year, and we'll be back with a brand new episode in 2018. And I think that Santa's bringing me a new recording rig, so it's going to be super high tech. Ooh! <laughs> I so love your Santa. My, I love my Santa, too. It's pretty awesome. It's a very um, atheist type of gift to give a recording rig. So um, so we hope you have a great Christmas, great solstice, great Hanukkah, and a wonderful Happy New Year. And we will see talk to you again in 2018. Happy holidays! Merry Christmas! Happy Christmaka! <laughs> As I got older in this town, um, I started to feel worse about it. And I think a lot of it, too, is you start to get into, like, the tween and teenage years, and you do not want to be with your family. Yeah. Ever. Right? Right. Like, I want to be with my friends. The worst days of the year for me were Christmas and Easter. Because literally, all of my friends are gone. Right. Right? (laughs) Yeah. They're with their families. They're doing their family things, or they're out of town, or they're at church. There is nothing on the four channels of TV that we have, <laughs> yeah, right? right? And I'm literally trapped in the house with my family. Right. You know, like... And well, technically, so were they. Well, right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I was going to say, that's similar right, to Right, right, but I think that was it. It was we were all just like, you yeah. know, and we did what Jews in this area do on Christmas, and we went to the movies, and we had Chinese food every yeah. year. Like, that was sort of we our... We did that, too. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's the only place you can go, <laughs> right? right? Um, but Chinese I, restaurants love Christmas. Oh, my God, they're packed, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as I got older, my parents sort of started, well, I think I started it. We went to Hebrew school and we, you know, did that thing. And probably about third grade, I was like, no, no, I'm like done. Like you didn't that bad mitzvah right No, I right? didn't. No, nope, I didn't want to do it. My friends weren't there. I wanted to do dance lessons. I think my parents were alone, mm-hmm. right? They didn't have the strong Jewish community connection here they didn't have family and i think it was no longer a priority mm-hmm. for them with three small kids to fight about that um and so we went through a really long period of time where we didn't belong to a temple we didn't really do much of anything um and during this time i used to beg my dad for a christmas tree beg for a christmas tree mm-hmm. every year all i wanted was a christmas tree i'm like you can call it a hanukkah tree mm-hmm. like i don't <laughs> right, care all right, right like i right. just want to decorate a tree and my dad was like no way in hell is that ever happening amy um and so i just i think as i got older i felt more like i didn't fit right are you gonna as, talk about their first christmas tree though yes yeah, so <laughs> so my parents um i have the best parents in the world they're awesome they really are awesome and and so, like I said, we grew up doing just this weird uh, solo Hanukkah, and that was pretty much it. And so then um, we grew up, and my parents had an empty nest, and they decided that they were going to do foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very first time my mom told me this, swear to God, the first thing I said to her is, Mom, you realize you have to give them back, right? <laughs> And she was like, oh, I know it's fine. We're just going to do short-term respite care. So um, one year, God, about t- nine years ago, yeah. probably, um, this they got this little girl right before Christmas who had just turned two. And um, it they told my parents it was not an adoption case. It was short-term respite care. This was a family they were going to put back together. So um, she came to them right 
right before Christmas. And I don't think they did anything that first year because I think it was all just yeah. kind of new. But she was still with them the next year. Um, and she's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. So I walk into my parents' house and there's a freaking Christmas tree. <laughs> a Christmas tree. The train. Wasn't there a train going Oh, yeah. They had things going all out. They had just this massive tree. It's like my dad had always dreamed of it or yeah. something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. massive tree. And I'm like, what freaking house did I just walk into? Yeah, yeah. And he, they're just like, well, she doesn't celebrate Hanukkah. She's Jewish. Or she, I'm sorry, she celebrates Christmas. So we're going to have this Christmas tree. And they ended up having hers, a foster daughter, for another couple of years. I keep doing that, sorry. <laughs> and every year, they had a Christmas tree. And about the same time, and I think this is where our, everything kind of shifted. Yeah. Um, I had met my now husband not that long earlier, and um, he had two children from a previous marriage. And so we were sort of, at this point, combining all of these different people and, you know, really becoming blended. And then we sort of turned our whole holiday into Christmaca. That was the first year we called it Christmaca because we were literally... It, Hanukkah became one night Yeah, as we became older. It's very difficult, as I'm sure you can imagine, to get eight nights in a row with your family when kids are grown and it's yeah. hard enough when... Right. You've got kids and activities and, and all that. So Hanukkah at this point had really become one night where we would get together, we would exchange presents, we would eat potato pancakes. So this year we were doing it in front of a Christmas tree. And and we decided it was it was Christmaca. And so that is sort of what has remained. And um, my parents ended up adopting that little girl. Um, they, she ended up being with them for, oh my God, like four years. So much for short term. Oh respite gosh. care. She had just turned two when she came to them. Um, she, so she's still in your family? Yep. Oh my uh, gosh. So and now sweet. she's Jewish. And now she's Jewish. She's they had her, she's like way more Jewish converted. than Amy ever they was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had her converted. After, it, my parents sort of, it, it, they did this thing where it was like their religion went to the wayside mm-hmm. for a while and then they got the kids out of their house and had time and money and uh, you know, and so they started to shift back into it a bit um and so they did they had her converted and she goes to hebrew school and she's getting bat mitzvah next year and they go to the temple every week and it's a she goes to like a jewish summer camp where she won a dog by the way she won a dog they raffle a dog every year that should be illegal so Jews are raffling dogs. <laughs> and you're mad, you're mad that the school has an elf on the shelf. <laughs> that doesn't sound good when you say that. Seriously. Oh, and she's the one that has a friend who, the elf, one of her friend's elves brought a, dog, a kid, a dog. A puppy. Yeah. So that's another thing on the on our traditions is that Santa does not bring extravagant things. Yeah. Like dogs. What is Santa going to bring? I don't even know. Santa, so, because A, I want more credit for yeah. the mm-hmm. things that I do. I want to be able what? to say, you know, I, I work hard that. to do that. And yeah. B, I also don't want it to be um, like, oh, well, how, when the kids go back to school on, in January and say, well, my Santa brought me an Xbox. And then the poor kid is like, my Santa brought me a rock. You know, right, like, right. I got a well, coloring book. I guess I was bad because I didn't get <laughs> right. an Xbox that I really wanted. So mm-hmm. I so mm-hmm. I do it to try to. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Next year, Santa's going to take a turn. Because James had already <laughs> came down. He, yeah. came, he came down on me for my yeah. Yeah. wrapping paper. Okay, so I have one more point about this. So after I grew up here and we mm-hmm. moved to Boston, we lived mm-hmm. in Bright- Brighton. Mm. We lived in Brighton, and my research appointment was at Hebrew Senior Life. Oh. So suddenly, <laughs> I you're the, you're was the, the extreme yep. minority. Oh, yeah. Everyone around me every day... Was is Jewish, 
And you know what? I was really upset because I had no, I didn't know a thing about it. And that's again why I think right. I'm not. I don't think we should get into the nitty gritty of like the specific detail right. of Jesus or God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all that. Like you can save that for home and your church and whatever family beliefs. But just the basic. Well, like your kids, they may not know this. They sounds like they found out on the playground, but. Christmas, Christians who celebrate Christmas believe that Christmas is Jesus' birthday. That's right. that's fine. Like, people shouldn't... I mean, I think... And I, I had no idea about the menorah. Like, I literally didn't. Because then I... Here I am in Boston. And the Jewish people... So we were in the Brighton area. They're Hasidic Jews, I guess. Mm. So then I didn't know that there is this major variance in Jewish yes. faith. Huge. Which I had no idea. Yep. So I'm sitting here. We walk our dog. We had a chocolate lab. And they had the hats. Yep. And with the curls. The, the curls. Yep. And they took wide berths around us. They wouldn't make eye contact with us. And I was like, what the heck did we do? I don't know. <laughs> right. So at the place where I was doing my research assistantship, I was really close with the residents there because I spent time with them every day. So I started to ask them, like, hey, I live in this neighborhood. And they choose to take the wide berths around me. And they, so they told, they, they started explaining it to me, well, some Jews believe that um, dogs are filthy. And da, 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 da. Obviously I mean, not your summer camp. No. Right, I know. See, different version of you. So I just think if we're going to move toward a society of equality and acceptance for differences, then we can't take the stance that we're not going to talk about it at all. Right. Right. Well, see, so you bring, uh, see, and here's where I come. So I did not, sorry, mom and dad, get ri- raised religious in any way shape or form um something that my father goes crazy over now because he's found religion again in his older age but um so for me it's really about my heritage right like so my daughter now she just turned five um she's going to school and i know right like my i am trying to fight against christmas overload Right. right, so I'm trying to. This year we were we lit candles last year. You know, she was four and whatever. But this year was really like we went to the library and we got out books about Hanukkah and we read books about Hanukkah and we talked about Hanukkah and we lit the candles every night and she opened the present every night mm-hmm. and well, that's not really true. On the sixth day, I told her it was actually the eighth day, but <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much, you know, because because. It, and most of the stuff we talked about really didn't have anything to do with religion. We talked about mm-hmm. the Jews getting their freedom. And, and you know, this holiday is different because, because of that. But for me, it's everybody in our family from up, from me up, is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Both sides, grandparents, great-grandparents, came from Russia, you mm-hmm. know, survived the Holocaust, the whole shebang. So, you know, I really want her to be aware that even though... I do not practice any religion, um, and her father does not either, that this is where she came from. Right. Right. And so I think there's definitely a way we can do that in school yes. without talking about prayer, without right. talking about the Bible. Right. But this is where people come from. Right. Right. The, and so to me... And that, some people just have Christmas trees and Santa, and it's not attached to any religion. Right. And that's just, I'd say that's more societal and cultural than right. religious. Right. And what I tell people, too, is, you know, is that for me, Christmas is about my family. 
Yeah, like, exactly. And I, you know, for you, it's the same yeah, thing, right? Exactly. It's about spending the day together and celebrating your family mm-hmm. and eating good food and mm-hmm. and you know, actually, it's eating terrible food, but right. it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's really good. It's good. Yes, it's sex in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like sex in a bowl, Kelly. That's right. <laughs> so, so for Maddie, that's you know, it's become very important to me now that she does get this stuff snuck in there, yeah, so that it doesn't just sort of be completely overlooked in the hustle and bustle of so will you when she so if they ever would one of the things you do maybe say oh i see that you're having a christmas party i'd be happy to provide the luck is absolutely <laughs> you know go in take your little griddle and make i would home. absolutely yeah. do that i mean like i said that's what my mom always did my yeah. mom always did that and i always thought it was great and all the kids loved it so that was when i really felt you're like basically making hash special. browns for everyone Who oh my god they're so good browns. they're fried potatoes i mean come on <laughs> um you know, so I did. That was when I really felt special, and I love that. And I actually, you know, Maddie's got this little friend who she adores, and she came over last weekend, and um, she celebrates Christmas. So we did potato pancakes with her, and we played dreidel, and, you know, now we do it in front of a Christmas tree because my husband's family celebrates Christmas. So, right. oh, and actually, funny story about that. This is a good Jewish story. We go, <laughs> when we go to my in-laws, which we did last year for Christmas, um, they are in a very, very small town in the Rustic County um, and go to a very small church that has a um, much older population. There's no children that attend there anymore unless they come with somebody as a guest. So we go to the Christmas Eve service with them and we show up last year and Maddie walks in. She's in her beautiful princess dress. She looks so cute and this woman comes up to her and she's like, would your daughter like to put you know, we need a, a little child to bring Jesus up front and put them in the, the basket. Would your daughter be willing to do that? There's no other kids here. And Maddie's like, yeah, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, you know, we're waiting in the back for everybody. And Maddie's like, no, I'm not going to do this unless you come with me, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So I hold her hand and we walk down the, you know, thing. And she puts the baby Jesus in the thing. And keep in mind, it is Christmas Eve. We are the two Jews in church. <laughs> and it's also the first night of Hanukkah. <laughs> I looked at John and I was like, do not tell my father I did this. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's great because I had my wisdom teeth out a couple Wednesday, I guess it was. And I was watching the Today Show. I don't even know if it was today, but it was one. You know, how today yeah, has like yeah, six yeah. segments now. Of yeah, variations today, of today, yesterday, today, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. today with Coda and Kathy Lee. So they had this woman on here who was raised Mormon, and she was raised to believe that um, homosexuality was a sin. You're going to hell, and it's like a very extreme mm-hmm. faith. And she came. She started reading data about the suicide rate among homosexuals and um, transgender populations. And she said, this is just such hypocrisy to what we were taught in our faith, Mm -hmm. to love and be accepting. Mm -hmm. And I just, all her statements, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And I think that what you did at church on Christmas Eve as a Jewish person is really just demonstrating love and equality doesn't right. mean you have to believe no 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 with no. strong conviction i think it would almost be worse if you're like no you know what no here we are at church on christmas eve and you've asked my cute daughter to do this <laughs> no no and that's no, not, i'm not gonna what? do it it's like 
you know, and that's kind of where I feel. Maybe I have this different religion that is not Baptist. Probably I don't have... You know, I just believe let's be accepting of others. Right. Let's love people. Well, but you know let's what? That's what Christianity is. Yeah. But the problem is that too many people... Obsess about the rules. Right, right. You like know, like, them. there yeah, are... Right. There are <laughs> True. fake Christians, and yeah. then there are Christians who believe that, you know, Jesus loved everybody and helped everybody, yeah. right? And right. I think that's... For me, that was part of my sort of... I think turn off to religion as I got older was that I saw so many people and maybe it was because I felt different too Mm -hmm. right like and I will say I told my mom this story recently I never had anybody purposely make me feel crappy except for once and it was a kid in my gym class in high school and I was wearing a Star of David necklace that had been my great grandmother's and he came up to me and he said doesn't it bother you that your Jews that your ancestors killed Jesus and I just stood there in the middle of gym class, like, wait, what? What the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and, and but literally in my life, that was the only, the only thing. But I always felt like, what I so after I left here and I went to Texas, right? And I live in the Bible Belt, right? I was gonna say, and that is, I'm going to a Christian university. Yeah, <laughs> in the, the Bible heck? Belt. How did this happen? Oh my God, is another podcast. Yes, okay. definitely. Sounds um, like it. Yeah. So so. I got to see religion in a completely different light down there. Um, and I saw very big extremes that you don't see here. Right. Right? Yeah. right at all, because we are so homogenous. So, well, and Maine is the least religious state. Right. Like, and most of like, people... Nationally, we have the least... Like, it's a proven... Like, I'll have to find the fact, yeah. but it's not a place... Well, and even, like, growing up here matters. with friends that, you know, I knew were Christian, a lot of my friends were the Christmas and Easter... Christians, right? right? Like, yeah. that's just, you know. Me so, too. I know, I don't right. really, I don't even know if I have. I think you're the only person I know that goes friend. to church every week. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't know of anyone. Yeah, I know a couple, I mean, my but really not, yeah. I mean, my not friend many. from college, she's Catholic, and she goes every week, but she doesn't live here. Right. And I don't. Sarah might. But I think that yeah. might be it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I completely agree. That's why I'm like, geez, why are we so sensitive about it? Most people are celebrating Christmas for cultural reasons, right, not right. religious reasons. Right. I think, and so for me, as the resident atheist, for me, I probably connect to the pagan roots of the Christmas season with solstice, which we just had solstice. And again, I feel like I've talked about this on like every podcast about how it just is so dark this <laughs> yeah. time of year. And so the solstice is a returning of the light. And so you have the Christmas tree to, you know, your pagan symbol of light is... Had the Christmas tree get started, but whatever. Um, but it's all about like yeah, light and darkness, believe right? It. Which is kind right. of like a Hanukkah thing, too. Right, right. But it's light in the darkness. So, hey, it is cold. It is literally one degree out right now. Right. It is freezing. We just had the longest day of the year yesterday where we only were 60. Um, it's the, I just saw the statistic. 67% of the day is in darkness on the longest day of the year where we live. So now it's on the upswing. Um and so we do it for the, the, you know, we get the family together, we get, you know, we have presents, it's breaks up, it's, it helps that all of our birthdays are um, spring and summer, too, so we don't have a lot of run-in with birthdays, which can be, which is nice, so there's like, we have a good seasonal rotation for gifts, bikes for birthdays, and inside toys for Christmas, and stuff like that, so, so that's, that's where, that's where I... Well, my neighbor, who was raised Jewish, and who is now an atheist, has... Is the craziest Christmas enthusiast I may have ever met. I mean, he 
decorated our house for Christmas. Oh my god, I was crazy. I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, I seriously, I used to beg for, and I had friends that would invite me over to, you know, decorate their house, uh, you know, help with their trees or whatever, but beg, all I wanted was Christmas lights yeah. and a tree, and it looked so beautiful and sparkly, and, and, oh man, so, yeah, so now I marry the man who celebrates Christmas, and so I get Yay, the tree, I get your, both, right? Yeah. Like It was your vision. It was, right? Was that vision board? You, you didn't go. know it. Well, now it's interesting, too, because my parents, you know, so now my parents have two sets of kids, really, mm-hmm. you know, I call the So older. did they adopt another one? No, no, but, I mean, they have Cheyenne, who's yeah. still living at home and all that, and then they have the three... Adult kids with their own... Yeah. The OG, the original group, <laughs> um, you know, and none of, all three of us are married, um, two of us have kids already, and none of us married somebody who's Jewish. Right. None of us. Well, my, how could you? Well, the right. options are really limited. Right. I mean, we're, we're, you know, my my sister and I both met our husbands here. My brother met his wife in Alabama. Um, well, and you were at a Christian college. I was at a Christian college. <laughs> yep. So you know, I mean, so now we really have become Chrismica at this yeah, point. Like it right. is really like sometimes my because Cheyenne is in school, she gets break around Christmas time, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll come up a lot for Christmas and. We do potato pancakes and presents in front of the Christmas tree, and we just sort—it's just sort of one big mm-hmm. day. Yeah, you know. And the that, best part is that your whole family's together. Exactly, and that's you know, and that's what it is. And we have a very flexible family of when we cel- celebrate. They came up for Maddie's birthday in November, and they can't come up um, this month. Unfortunately, they usually do, but they can't this month. So. Um, we weren't going to do anything in November, but then Cheyenne, um, she has never had a holiday where she has not had her niece and nephew in front of her when they open the presents, because mm. she's the best auntie ever, 12. Mm. Um, so she insisted that we do Hanukkah when they were here in November. So that's yeah, that's what we did. Any you know? Jewish person I've ever met, except those Brighton, the Hasidic Jews in Brighton, <laughs> have been very, have been the most, of all the religions, I think the most open and least judgmental. And you know why I think it is? Years of persecution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, really, yeah, I, I really do, you know, I really yeah. feel like I grew up in such, whenever I talk about my family, my family was so liberal in every way, of the, you know, every, I mean, they're politically, but socially, very, yeah. you know, my parents were married in 1975, and my dad's best man was gay. Mm. And, you know, now, granted, it was outside of Boston, which is a little different, but we're still talking about yeah. 1975, right? right? You know, and so uh, my, I, I always saw that, and I always thought that that was maybe part of it, that Jewish people understand what it feels like to be different mm-hmm. more than maybe a white and Christian to be, And to like, be, you know... Killed for it. Yes. Right? Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you think when you hear stories of your ancestors who are being sent to gas chambers because of what they believe in. I mean, you learn very quickly that, wow, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm never going to do that to anybody else, you know? And so I did. I grew up in this family that was so loving and so accepting and so um, no matter what your color was, no matter what your religion was, no matter, you know, who birthed you. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, and I do think that that's and most of the Jewish families I know, I, mm-hmm. I all the Jewish families I know are like that. And I do really f- believe that that's where it, well, where I it think comes from. I wish all religion would get that way because I really feel that way. I mean, I say it mm-hmm. all the time because we're we're talking with our friends and 
I th- she's like, don't judge me. My house is a mess. I'm like, listen, honestly, <laughs> truth and all truth, I don't care what you do. Right. I honestly don't care. Unless you're raping someone. Right. Or molesting. That's what, right, right, that's right, my right. line. That's my line right there. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. Maybe that's, murder. You, you, murder too. Murder. <laughs> right. Those three. Right, right. But if it doesn't affect me. Right. I honestly don't care what you right. do with your life. And right. I'm not going to judge you for it because I don't, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't. Right have anything to do with me i will be kind to you and well and i would friend. and i would extend that to to not and i and i think that this is what you mean so i'm not calling you out yeah, on this no but that if it doesn't impact human rights in yeah. general so not yeah, just yeah, yeah. not just your own yeah not me, and right, 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 i know that's like, what you mean oh you know what <laughs> right right yeah i know I, I knew exactly what it meant too yeah. right go but sleep I just to clarify on the street that. right i'll right. be sleeping in my warm house that's not what i mean right, i agree right, right, with, right. totally agree with yeah. you right. so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, thanks for the clarification <laughs> I, I sometimes listen back to these i'm like oh shoot i didn't finish my whole point right and that was the point about the mormon i do want to wrap that up she started a an organization for well, it started out with the intention of homosexual teens, mm. but it's grown to be like an organization for equality. And she's, you know, the leader and she's this That's Mormon awesome. woman. And they, they had a lot of people speaking about it. And they're like, you know what? She hasn't got a lot of backlash because she it's all led by love. So mm. that's her main message. So how can you persecute somebody for sending love, basically? Right. right. And, and that's how I, this is, ser- that's how I feel about I wish we could move in that direction in religion. Unfortunately, there's just, you know, and I, I think here that's easier, honestly, if if they, because it is not so religious, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it'd be much easier in our schools here to do that. You know, living in Texas was mm. was interesting. At one point, um, I lived in a house. There were three girls living in the house. Um, the house was owned by one of my roommates who came from um, a very, very... Catholic family. Um, she was like one of 12. Um, and then my other roommate came from a very, very Baptist family. Um, her father had passed away when she was younger, but he had been a Baptist preacher. So we used to make all these jokes, right? Like, hey, there's a house with the Catholic, the Baptist, and the Jew. And, <laughs> I mean, it was just a, you couldn't help it, right? Like, it, the jokes were themselves. Um, and I almost saw really two extremes there because my um, Catholic roommate... And they don't live anywhere near here, so I can talk about them all I want. Um, was very <laughs> hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Very hypocritical. Like, her parents um, put rules on the house. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't allowed to have boys there after nine. Keep in mind, I turned 21 when I was living in this house. Mm-hmm. So, we weren't allowed to have boys there after nine o'clock. Um, they weren't up with 12 kids, that's why. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she had boys over. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, and she was one of these, like, she did not... Did not believe in premarital sex or birth control. Mm-hmm. But had premarital sex and used birth control, mm-hmm. but judged everybody else right, right. for doing it. Right. Yeah. See, that's the part of religion I hate. Right. And, and it, it, and, it and I know I've been people have commented before on the podcast like about me being not speaking on behalf of Christians, and mm-hmm. I agree there are great Christians out oh, there absolutely. who aren't hypocrites. But my reality has been more hypocrites than right, not. Right. Sadly. And and that's where I really turned yeah. off on it. You know, and my thing with religion is that I don't think I should be expected to believe something because my ancestors believed it, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that if my daughter decides she wants to go to the temple, mm-hmm. great. If she decides she wants to go to church, great. If she decides she wants to become a Hasidic Jew, which will never happen, then great. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's her choice. I Now she's going to do that, you know. I know, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> So I I lived in this house and I saw this like 
I don't think she believed what she said. I think she was, to use this word, but brainwashed to believe what she did. You know what I mean? And I will say she she was a dance major, so she, like, (laughs) was very open as far as homosexuals and, you know, love that. She did believe that that at least was okay, I guess. But she was really, like, at one point she told me, you know, taking the birth control pill is the exact same as having an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, really? Whereas my other friend, I had the other extreme in the house who was very, like, very Baptist, but very sweet and loving. And the way you mm-hmm. should be as a Christian, right? Like, she wanted to love and accept everybody. And if she didn't believe the same thing, that was okay. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they were all... God's children or whatever. And right. and so it was, it was really this weird dynamic in the house that really just turned me off to the whole the whole thing for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It's really. tough. I mean, it's just human. Uh, James and I, have had, we often have sidebars about the podcast after. And he said, well, it's human beings. That's the issue. Like, you can't just lump everyone. Right. You know, all Catholics are like this. And all right. Baptists yeah. and all Jews are like this. It's right, like, right. There's a variation of Absolutely. human beings. Across every continuum, so. and the three of us here are not represent are not the right. Right, we're not the spokesperson of Baptist. It's <laughs> not personal experience. Yeah, right. Absolutely, exactly. definitely not not representing any. But that Texas was an interesting time, and I was actually told by people, "Don't don't even tell anybody that you're Jewish here." And so I just sort of like I didn't. I just uh, lived. They and, probably figured it out by your name. Well. <laughs> Well, and then, like, it must have been on the paperwork, right? Because then, like, <laughs> like they had a hello on campus that had, like, two people in it, and they would call me all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah, come to were... our meetings! Come to our meetings! I was like, I'm not coming to your meetings. But, you know, it was... You know that, I, you know that we have a... The mikvah in town is over on Stillwater? What's that? So, um... um oh, God. Right? Isn't uh, that what it is? It is a mikvah. I, I would have to look it up to go into too much detail but it's it's a pool there's like a little pool it's almost like an overgrown bathtub really like think hot tub size mm-hmm. um and i have been in it because that's um how they convert so when mm-hmm. cheyenne was converted part of the process involved um being in water and you know beyond that i can't tell it's you much, but it looks like a shed yeah and right? it's, but it's right across from broadway park and so and they also i feel like there's some it's used sometimes for funeral like there's some kind of weddings funeral. i think too yeah, there's, there's some kind things. of for but the, it's this very you know. nondescript building that you look at and you're like why is this building here why is it well kept why like it doesn't make any sense it looks like a shed yeah really like, yeah. A, like a nice shed i have to look for it across from broadway park behind like the nail place oh okay yeah. oh yeah yeah i've seen that yeah huh. so just so you know that's just a little like bangor fun fact so one last question about this. So Jews, what's the major difference between Jews and Christians? Jews do not believe Jesus was the son of God. Oh, but did they believe Jesus existed? He was a prophet. Oh. Okay. So so there is a, you know, there is Jesus, but right. he's he not wasn't the son God's of God. Son. Right. Right. So it wasn't like a Doesn't seem that radically different. No, I mean, well, you know, I'm, I don't want to <laughs> irritate a, anybody gonna, here, right? I'll but, get a comment about but that. The, but the <laughs> but the, you know, there's a reason the Jewish Bible is the Old Testament, and the Christian Bible is the New Testament. I mean, the old one came from the other, really. Right. I mean, you but know. we have both. We yeah. have the new and old. That might, at least in my church, we have the. Well, you can maybe cut that. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about then. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, too, it's like the blind leading the blind right, here. Right, right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not uh, 
I didn't go to school. I'll wrap that. Divinity. Yeah, you're both right. I didn't yeah, go to yeah. divinity school. <laughs> Jump off. Yeah, it's no, compli- it's really complicated. It is. I got into an argument on Facebook, which I know I shouldn't do, <laughs> with a member of my church because I probably shouldn't even talk about this, but it really upset me because she was really vocal about question two passing. Which is Medicaid expansion. Yes, there we go. Thank you for all the people who (laughs) forgot already. And I just, I don't, it bothers me when Christians, especially devout Mm -hmm. Christians of any faith, Mm -hmm. go against something so fundamentally, what would you say, human rights? Right. right. Like, the right to health care. I mean, we live in the United, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't think that we should... You healthcare should be dependent on how much money you make. Right. That is horrible. And so I really, that's where I might really get fired up is about the healthcare. Yeah. But and that's even, that's your Yeah, I mean, this is where I live. I mean, yeah. this is where I work and live every day and see how it affects people. So she was really um, vocal. And one of the comments, she made a lot of comments and I was fine with most of them. Like, whatever, that's what you believe. But this one, she said like, well, now that healthcare is free, free. We, you thought healthcare was expensive. Wait till it's free because we exp- we voted to expand Medicaid, right, right. and I just got so mad. So I started quoting all these Bible verses, and I basically said, you know, I don't know how as Christians we can be so hateful to right. people. the The bill was, do you want to expand it if they make eleven thousand as a single or twenty two thousand as a family of four? Right, it was something right. right I might right. have my numbers slightly off, but it was around that. Yeah. And as Christians, we'd be like, no, you know what? Screw, screw you. you. Yeah, screw you poor people. <laughs> screw you $11,000 a year. I'm not adding $1 in tax so that you right. can get cared for. Didn't, like, Joseph and Mary go to pay taxes? Isn't yeah. that how the whole thing started was they went to pay taxes? It's it's uh, It was just infuriating to me. So, anyway, I, there's this one great Bible verse that basically says, like, as Christians, we're supposed to take the shirt off for our brother. Right, I don't know. Right, I'd have right. to find the exact quote. Right. But the her husband then responded to me and said that I took it out of context because that was the Old Testament and um, no one in this country, in the United States of America, or in the situation that they were in during the famine. And he, he had, like, all the information I don't have. Right. And so then I was like, oh, this is what confuses me about the Bible. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, how do you know? You weren't there. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? It's like when I get mad about philosophy and Plato. And right. I'm like, you can't dissect what Plato was thinking. You right. weren't there in his head. Right. You know? Right. So I get... <laughs> I get yeah. so mad. And that's that's why I just got kind of turned off by the whole thing. And, you know, it was interesting living in Texas because I saw people that were wonderful Christians that were so kind, that were this wide diversity of religious backgrounds and, you know, how they practiced and all that. But I saw so many people, much more than I ever saw here, who got so much comfort from their faith. Right. They yeah. were so comforted by it that part of me wishes I had that. Mm-hmm. Right. That part of right. me wishes that during these times of, you know, struggle that I had that mm-hmm. comfort. I mean, I know people that they're not afraid of dying. They're not afraid of being sick or, you know, this is God's will and I'm going to be with my family members. And they're so entranced and comforted by this. And I it's great. I, I wish I had yeah. it. I wish, yeah. You know, I wish I had that, that in times of need, I would feel well, there's a there's mm-hmm. a growing body of research in the field of spirituality. Mm-hmm. However, it's defined. It could be by Jewish faith or Baptist or Gretchen, who's an atheist. She may find spiritual practices in yoga or yeah. Buddhism, which isn't really even a religion. It's kind of just like a way of being. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
again, I'm not a Buddhist expert, but you know, <laughs> these different, whatever it is for you, right? but this like belief in either a greater power or like a sense of peace. Yeah. Um, so I do see, I, it's interesting that you notice that maybe you don't have it, but you see that it is beneficial to those yeah. who do. Oh yeah. And that there is, there's a link to better health, less depression, um, longer lives, I wonder, though, but then if you talk about these fundamentalist groups, and if you're a gay teen growing up in a fundamentalist group, you probably it's probably, like, the opposite, that there right. is no comfort. It's just... Oh, no. Because right? they probably believe how I spent a lot of my years growing up, that it's all hypocrisy, yeah. and mm-hmm. these people who for- enforce these strict rules on them, no one's perfect. I mean, in the Bible, right. it says, like, we're all sinners. So, I don't know why you think... That if that person over there who chooses to love a, a man loving a man is worse than you gossiping about it. Right. Because right. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you're so just as bad so as they are. One of the things I'm going to link you want to say the, it's bad. One of the things I'm going to link in the show notes is the, the man who was protesting at the Roy Moore rally. Oh, for his, yep. Did you see that? Did you I see did. his video on Ellen? I did. It I was, did. And how, so he was this man who was, who protested at the Roy Moore rally. His daughter was 23. She committed suicide. She died by suicide because she was, and part of it was because she was gay and she was not accepted in her community and her family and all that. And so he has obviously carried some guilt about it. So he went to the Roy Moore rally with a sign and he is like a peanut farmer, like the, like a simple guy. And he was saying how he tried to get the sign made. And the sign maker wouldn't make it. They said, no, she. this is against religion that she was gay, so I won't make your sign. Sorry, I can't go someplace else. And so he said, well, I forget how I'm going to, It's. I have to post the link, but basically something like, well, I happen to know that you're married to a divorced woman and the Bible also says you right. lay with right. another man's wife. So, right. like, how right. can you, and, exactly. and he's just like yep. this super simple guy. So he got his sign made someplace else. I'll post that link because it was really, mm-hmm. it was really sweet. Yeah. And really sincere. And he talked about how he had thought it was wrong and how he yeah. changed and how he... It and was, how yeah. he went and how he went from, like, being totally against it and saying things he wished he hadn't, and now he's totally changed. So, you know, this is how you're made, and this is how yeah. it should be. How he went, took his daughter to doctors and said, someone's going to fix her, because right. she's gay. And, and I think gay. I think we've seen a huge shift in that. I mean, yeah. just in our lives, oh, we've yeah, seen a huge totally. shift. And then you look at, you know, like... I mean, look at our marriage equality vote here in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right from one mm-hmm. vote... To what, what was it, two, three years later? It was a totally different... Yeah. And we know. tend to... I, I do think we tend to lean conservative in the state. At mm-hmm. least we did in half the state. In the top half of the yeah. state. Yeah. 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 But then you look at, you know, my, my stepdaughter is 21. I mean, they're her and her friends. It's like... Mm-hmm. They don't even talk about it. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, like why is there discussion? Why right. Even, you don't gossip whatever. about anybody being gay or anything because they don't care. It's just not like... Well, my, my son, Cameron, um, had met his first transgender friend when he was four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I, as a parent, was like, whoa, I don't even know how to parent this. Right. Because right. I don't even know a transgender person. And that right. would not have been a discussion when I was five. No. So luckily not. I had a long conversation with the mom and I got some good language, but... Yeah. So I, that's not even going to, that's not even going to be a I, thing for him. No. Yeah. And no. I even talk about with the girls, like, yeah, when you grow up and, you know, when you find a partner to marry and can yep. be a boy, can be a girl, be whatever you want. Right. Yep. Just, you know, not yeah. a crazy person. Right. And we say the same <laughs> not thing. Not a jerk. Because Cameron will go on these big kicks about how he's going to marry his friend Grayson and be like, okay, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Marry Grayson if yep. you want. All right. Yeah, he does that we just so like good. the longest podcast <laughs> ever, Kelly. Um, so are we ready to move into our favorite things? Any yes. last thing? Okay. Uh, Amy, you can start with your favorite okay. thing. So I picked something that was connected. Um, and it, uh, So PJ Library. 
um, pjlibrary.org. So my parents signed up their grandkids for this. So it is a, um, it is free. It is a series of books that are, are sent from the Jewish Community Center. So my parents got online and signed up for this and our books come from the Jewish Community Center right here in town. We get one every month. It's free. Wow. Um, and so it's funded by grants and all of that. Um, and at first I was kind of like, oh my God, my parents are sending my daughter books about religion. Like not, you know, <laughs> right when she was born. Um, and I love it. Um, a book shows up every month. It's age appropriate. And almost all of them are heritage based. Cool. Almost all of them. And they're very, um, they're exactly in line with what I've been trying to talk to Maddie about, what I've been showing her. The one that just showed up last month was called The Only One Club. And it was about the girl who found out in class that she was the only one in her <laughs> class That's that awesome. celebrated Hanukkah. And so she went home and she made herself a little pin that she was the only one, the only one club. And the next day when she went back to school, all the other kids wanted to be in her club. So they made this club that every kid was the only one of something, right? Like, you're oh, the only kid that has cool. red hair, and you're the only one who can whistle, and you're yeah. the only one. So it's oh, very, so it's great because it's related to how Jewish kids feel, right. I think. But it's not, there's not prayer in them. There's not, you know, there's one about having a weird name. You know, the girl had the last name Hamburger, and her friend had the last name Frankenfurter. <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, I yeah. mean, when you grow up in Bangor with the last name like Friedenberg, right? I mean, you know, so the books are great. I love them. They're free. You can get right online and sign up. Um, so if that's do you have to be Jewish? Jewish? Um, you know, I you know I don't know because I couldn't get through <laughs> the sign up process, but it doesn't it doesn't say that anywhere. Um, no, PJ Library isn't affiliated with any Jewish movement, but we have a wide variety of partners. Um, cool. so any, oh, I'll definitely do that. All families, like, all families raising Jewish children are eligible. Please note the families uh, identify. We welcome everyone, regardless of eligibility, to access the PJ Library website for book lineups, craft ideas, and reading tips and book ideas. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what you have to do to prove that you're Jewish. I have no idea. Um, hmm. But it's great, and definitely look into it because I think the books are are fabulous, and we've been getting them her whole life, and they grow up with her which is hmm. great nice. cool i love it what's your favorite thing okay so gretchen's i wore my favorite thing today <laughs> and gretchen gave me a description it's an l.o bean quilted lined shirt yeah could some may call it's it like a coat. flannel right yeah it's flannel on the outside and quilted quilted <laughs> lined on the inside i Love it. I bought it this year. Aloe Bean had a 25% off sale, so we made an order. James has two of these, and then he ordered a third one on the sale. So he has three. He's been wearing them for a couple of years, and I'm the cold one. <laughs> and so I'd wear his, but the sleeves are really long, but I got it this year. So I wear it every night at home, and it keeps me so warm. And I love it. I think it's actually appropriate to wear in public, too. Oh, I yeah, know. totally. I've oh, worn absolutely. it. I've worn it out to green drinks. And oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's very appropriate for green drinks. It's very popular. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. And I've only <laughs> washed it once, which may be gross, but I highly recommend it for winters in Maine. And it's comfortable. Super it's comfortable. It's almost like a, like a more um, tailored hoodie without a hood. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. And I wish I had more of them. Yeah, that's really nice. Because I love it. Yeah, you guys like that? Yeah. Okay. So my favorite thing Thanks. is a code lock. <laughs> a code lock? A oh. code lock for my front door. And oh, yeah. I love my code lock. It 
when before we had it, it was always like if I went out for a walk in the morning, I needed to like leave. I had to take my keys because Dave didn't want me to leave the house unlocked. And I didn't want to carry around keys in my pocket. So I'd like literally unlock my car, lock the house, put the keys in the unlocked car so I could pick them up on the way back. And then he finally installed a code lock, which has been amazing. Yeah. Because the code lock means that our house is always locked and always unlocked. And I can run out like we just I don't carry a key. We just punch in the code. I can also give the code. My neighbor has the code to come over and feed the cats or to feed the fish when we're gone. My parents have the code if they need to stop by when we're not here. Mm -hmm. I and then when I over the windstorm, I went over to our friend Alex's house, actually, for to do laundry. And I locked myself out because I'm so not used (laughs) to carrying a house key. And then I walked out and luckily her neighbor had a key to let me back in because she was out of town. I was like, I'm so sorry. I I have a code lock and I'm just so used to it. But I love my code lock. And you can get code dead. You can do deadbolts if you prefer a deadbolt. Ours is just the door handle. And it is super convenient to keep our house safe, but also accessible all at the same time, which works out well when Santa needs to visit. Well, James, uh, my brother's girlfriend has, gave a, him the code. has a code lock, and I love it. And we actually bought one for our apartment building because it, the laundry's in the basement, but you have to go outside the house to get into it, so everyone would have needed a key. Oh, Plus, man. James needed a key. And then, like, if we have work, you know, like an electrician oh, yeah. has to come over. So we put a code lock on, and it's awesome. And I want one for the house, but they're kind of expensive. This one, the one we have was 100 bucks. That's a lot for a door handle. A it's door. a lot for a door handle. It has paid for itself a million times. Yeah, over. no, I agree. I, like, like, but I was just surprised when I went. I was like, eh, we don't really need it. I don't want to pay for it right now. I mean, but the apartment, it actually was. Yeah, because then you have somebody disappear with the key and think right. all the keys you have I mean, to replace. And then we'll get them. called, like, oh, we lost our key. I mean, that's annoying. And you right. can also, the other thing with the code locks, you can set up temporary codes so you can clear a code out. So you can have, like, up to 10 codes in it. So you could give, like, the cleaner, your housekeeper a code if you had a housekeeper. And they have that specific code. And then when they steal all your stuff <laughs> and you want to fire them, you can just change your code. And then you don't have to worry about them having your house key. Right. Because right. you've just cleared out the code they can't access anymore. So you can do it with contractors. Like, we've done it for contractors. We've done it for, you know, different things. And it's been awesome. And it is. I would spend the $100 in a heartbeat. Especially, it also, when your kids get older, like, um, Ingrid walks home from school on her own. She doesn't have to worry about a key or being locked out. or Right. She knows the code and can get in. You have to, like, when they're little, they'd be like, don't yell the code on the street. (laughs) Right. But I love my code lock. Maybe for the New Year's resolution. Yeah. Uh, New Year's present. There you go. There we go. Because I think I miss Hanukkah already. If I wanted to do <laughs> Hanukkah's Hanukkah. over, yeah. Shoot. If I want to do a Hanukkah present. All right. Christmas, I won't, it won't come in time. All right. So we are going to, I'm going to wish you a happy holiday. Yes. And Merry Christmas. Hope you have Happy Christ- Hanukkah. Christ- what, do you, what do you have? Like a Chrismonica? What do you call it again? Chrismica. Chrismica. There Chrismica. you go. <laughs> and thanks for listening. You can always find us on Facebook at uh, Balancing Chaos. And you can email us at balancingchaospodcast at gmail.com if you have anything you want to add. And thanks for listening. <laughs>